0: Hi, welcome to Broadway Assembly Church Podcast. We are excited for you to be joining us today. If you want to get a notification of the most recent uploads, please subscribe to our podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Who also maketh intercession for us? And then notice, uh, I don't have this on your text but uh, on the screen, but I, I want to go one more phrase here into verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And then he gives a list. Father, thank you for the love of Christ and thank you for the blood of Jesus. And Lord, what it has done in our lives, may we be a testimony of that. And Lord, if there is one in this sanctuary today that has not allowed the blood to cover their lives, I pray they will do so before they leave today. In Jesus' name, all God's children, say amen. 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 God bless you. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. The Passover in the Old Testament is, I think, a very important focal point if you're going to understand the power of the blood. Um, Really, all sacrifice that uh, proceeds after that in the mosaic system Uh, is founded on this principle that through the blood of sacrifice, there is deliverance, there is protection, there is uh, a God-provided future. Now, this uh, forecasting picture that we read about in Exodus 12 was fulfilled in the person and work of Christ. Christ had not even begun his ministry, if you recall, when standing at the waters of baptism. uh, John the Baptist announced of Christ when he saw him in the distance. He said, behold. What did he say? Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. Now, everyone standing on the shores of the Jordan River that day understood the implication of his words, but it was difficult for them to come to terms with this idea that the Messiah, who was to be king, would also be a sacrifice, would also be the lamb. That kind of threw the whole idea into an unexpected realm. Now, John was raising a signal, not only in his day, but also I believe it was a signal for all history. So with that when we deal with the subject of the blood, we are not dealing with just some gory residue of some ancient uh, superstition. When we talk about the blood, we're dealing with what scriptures refer to as priceless. That's why I treasure the blood. I value the blood. For its uh, superior value to address human need, sin, failure, bondage. Its value is related to the infinite price of, of liberty from the bondage and, and the spiritual torment. See, scriptures state that Christ's blood will be the theme It's going to be the theme of our praise forever. Really, it is. Revelation 5 9. So, why not get started praising him now? Right? Oh, somebody raise your hands and start praising him. It's okay. It's going to be our theme forever. Why not get it started now? Praise God. Praise God. Now, most of us are familiar with the story of Israel's deliverance from that last plague in Egypt in which the firstborn of every family was doomed to die. And the Israelites were instructed, you recall, by God to place the blood of a lamb on their doorposts so that the plague of of judgment would pass over their home. Uh, God's appointed angel of death, uh, would pass over the, the home of the Israelite that had placed the blood in the proper place. Now, God also instructed his people to observe this or celebrate this Passover uh, in all the generations to come. And as believers, I'd like to just look at four things that took place in that ancient event that I think have unmistakable direct application okay, for us today. Okay, so I've got, uh, like I said, four points. Number one, the blood provides protection. Now, with regard to the plagues, God was not dealing vindictively. He was dealing redemptively, and he was seeking to bring approximately two million people out of slavery, now, the Lord's directive to take a lamb into the house for four days, turning it into a sort of family pet, okay, leading up to this, okay? Before it was slain, they were to take that pet in, take that lamb in. That, that idea is loaded with emotion because God was teaching a lesson to Israel that there's going to be a painful price in order for redemption to take place. As much affection as the family had for that little lamb that they had taken in four days prior, nothing compares to the heart of God who so loved the world that he gave his only son. Now still this act which was required of the Israelites demonstrated more than just a casual attitude that can be oftentimes characteristic of of, of the human race. Imagine the blood of that, that it had become a household pet. Now that blood was being drained from the body of that lamb, put in a bowl, okay? Then with a, a, a brush of reeds, a hyssop, okay? They would then paint that blood on the side posts of their home, on the, on the overhead, the lintel, and, and no one on that side of Calvary could have imagined that it was actually a picture of of the cross, a picture of ultimate redemption. Now, the Lord was providing a way not only for Israel's protection, but also for ultimate protection of all mankind, okay, from the judgment of, uh, of spiritual death that is, that is upon everyone unless they come under the protection of the blood of Jesus. Church, I want to stay under the blood, I want that umbrella of the blood of Jesus to be over my life, my home, my family. Listen, I believe we are truly in the last days. Learning how to properly pray for protection and believe for deliverance, that is going to be needed in all of our families. In order to keep us during these last days out of harm's way, as things progress in the days ahead, all you have to do is watch the daily news and you will hear and see horror story after horror story. Like it or not, we are living in a vicious war zone. We are living in a, a fallen and imperfect cursed world that is subject to death and corruption and demonic attacks and spirits and, and evil, yeah. Who, uh, people that have chosen with their own free wills to live this life uh, on the dark and demonic side. Yeah. What this means is that any one of us at any time can come under direct attack from an enemy. And and places that we thought we were safe in are no longer safe. Hello? We found that out in the last few years in America. Criminals are getting more brazen, more evil. Children are being literally abducted right from their bedroom uh, while the family is sleeping in other rooms throughout the house. Listen, terrorists have invaded our country. We never know when or where the next attack is going to strike. Scripture has warned us that evil and lawlessness and immorality will prosper in the last days. Scripture tells us that men will become lovers of self, unholy, blasphemers, having no self-control, only living their lives for what they can get out of it. Scripture tells us the love of many will grow cold, and many people will only be out for whatever pleasure they can get in life. Listen, and as a result, this decline in man's moral state, many people are becoming more impulsive and brazen and evil. This explains why some of these evil people are literally losing self-control over their sick desires sick impulses, and they are acting them out without any thought of the consequences. Listen, since we are entering in these last days, we can either choose to remain passive with our heads stuck in the sand, so to speak, uh, hoping that neither we nor any of our loved ones will ever uh, come under any kind of uh, suffering or attack, or we can choose on the other side to rise up with the of Christ and learn how to spiritually defend ourselves using a spiritual weapon given to us throughout scripture called the blood of Jesus. And when the enemy comes, we can either choose to run and hide and hope that we'll survive. Or we can learn how to spiritually defend ourselves, engage the enemy head on, like David did with Goliath, uh, and we use the blood of Jesus to do that. How many know the choice is ours? Right? Too many believers are taking the first approach and are living defeated lives, Uh, no real joy, no peace, uh, and and, and no protection in their lives. They have been. following the trends of the world, and they've never engaged, uh, uh, known how to pray, really, I was reminded this week, God, I want to learn how to pray effectively. Too many uh, cannot pray their way out of a paper sack because they have no knowledge of of the enemy and his tactics and how he operates. Listen, they have no real knowledge of how to pray and touch heaven to get God to move with supernatural power to bring freedom and healing and deliverance to their situation. In my opinion and from my personal experience uh, that I've had, I believe that learning how to plead the blood of Jesus and pray under the presence of the Holy Ghost, listen, is one of the greatest offensive spiritual weapons that we have in our arsenal as believers. Amen. Amen. So point number one, I want you to notice, it was simply the blood provides protection. Number two, the blood provides a means of deliverance. See, the blood of that lamb in Egypt came, and it was to break the yoke of Pharaoh's strength that was retaining God's covenant people. And with the application of the blood and the events that followed, God's people were released from bondage literally overnight right it was a miracle and it was it became the central point of worship among Israel even up unto this day in Jewish tradition and actually every time you and I come to the lord's table in a time of communion we are celebrating the lamb of god The same thing that the Passover lamb provided, which was protection and deliverance. So, point number two was that it provided a means of deliverance. Let's go on. Number three, the blood provides the promise of a new day. Oh, I like that one. The Lord makes the Passover an important beginning point. Listen. He said in Exodus 12 2, this month shall be your beginning of months and it shall be the first month of the year to you. Listen, God basically says this blood is going to open the door to a new day for all of you. It's not going to be the end. It's going to be the beginning. Like Israel, you may seem here this morning to be at the end of your hope and, and your strength. Listen, but through the power of the blood there comes a promise to you just as it came to Israel this is not the be- the, the 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 end it's the beginning of days because god's not finished with you yet Amen. praise god hallelujah so the blood provides the promise of a brand new day okay in addition to protection and deliverance number 4 the blood provides a witness As the blood was put over the door, it was a testimony that there was to be a place of safety for anyone who wanted to come in to that home and escape the grip of the death angel. Listen, scripture records that there were some Egyptians who actually came into the homes of the Hebrews. They believed, seeing the power of God who had already visited multiple fierce judgments upon their land. They believed him. They ran into the Jewish homes. Let me ask you this morning, how is the blood of Christ expressed in your home as a witness to others? Is there a different atmosphere? Listen, I want an atmosphere in my home that's different from the homes of our culture hello i'm not talking about a religious picture on the wall i'm talking about something that people sense the spirit of god because the blood of jesus has been applied to that home It provides a witness that invites others to escape the grip of death and enter into the safety of the blood of Christ. Because for Israel, there was a risk in a sense of putting the blood over the outside of their door. They're going to be mocked. They're going to be ridiculed. Listen, just imagine what the unbelievers were going to say. But today, our culture, you know, has no more value than Pharaoh had for the things that fill God's people with hope and faith and life. Uh, We're not people who simply recite ancient creeds. We're people who have tasted of a saving power and a saving grace and that power having come into our lives is able to protect our families. It's the power of the blood that protects and delivers and opens up a new day and that becomes a witness and an invitation to others. Listen, folks, we're not peddling some uh, in the realm of superstition when we talk about the blood of Jesus. We are functioning in the realm of the supernatural. Truth is, the next day in Egypt, uh, there was nobody who thought the people who put blood on their doorposts uh, were just superstitious. No, they know these people had tapped into a realm of divine protection that had insulated them from the forces of darkness and death that had came through their land that night. This is what we mean as believers when we pray and when we plead the blood of Jesus. When we talk about pleading the blood, we're not just begging God. Pleading the blood is not to be considered an exercise in desperation no, it is an exercise in recognition that there is a power from heaven. I'm feeling a little too good. I got to calm down. So let's calm down. You know, I was raised in a Pentecostal environment. You heard the words, Lord, I, I plead the blood. We, we prayed like, Lord, we cover this matter with the blood of Jesus. Hello, anybody with me? Even before I understood that, I believed in the power of the blood because I believed that the cross was the instrument of global redemption which broke the power of hell. Hallelujah. Pleading the blood is not a superstitious application of some magical formulation of words. No, rather it is a spiritual dynamic that's given to believers that can be applied because the blood of Christ is greater than both the energy of our own humanity and that that's greater than our adversary. Listen, the power that saves is also the power that releases and delivers and neutralizes the enterprises of hell And the weakness of the flesh, the application of the power of the blood in tough circumstance and situation is intended for every believer to know and understand and to employ. Listen, pleading the blood is really a heaven-sent resource that grants us a license to stand in dominion over the works of hell. Somebody say, I plead the blood. We can use it. The point we come to in Romans, the same sense we find that an attorney, uh, an attorney, excuse me, stands before court and makes a plea on legal grounds. He does so based on the body of evidence, right? And when you and I come before the court of heaven, and in every circumstance we can face in life, we have the legal right through the blood of Jesus, to enter a plea and to lay claim to the evidence, which is Christ's shed blood on the cross, which has been proven to neutralize the powers of sin. Listen, the power of affliction, the power of death, and the power of hell, it is to that, we make our plea when we are pleading the blood of Jesus. Whether I face demonic or physical or personal attack, condemnation or temptation to sin, there is no circumstance in life to which the blood of Jesus is not the key. Listen to God releasing and protecting and resolving, whether it's overcoming or breaking the torment of fear or the shame of the past, when we simply plead the blood. We are to do so understanding that through that blood, all hell has its powers broken. Yeah. All sin has been neutralized. The power of death has been overthrown, and every human need has been for once and for all. Hallelujah. And pleading the blood simply activates what happened at the cross. It is asking God, God provide what Christ's blood has already purchased. It's a statement of faith about what happened that day so long ago at Calvary. Because Christ's blood was not spilled merely for a covering of sin, but really for the remission of it. Because through salvation that blood is now applied to our hearts and the blood built a bridge between heaven and earth man and god and became the way for mankind to pass from this earth to glory hallelujah and christ's blood made it possible now to go from rejection to redemption oh hallelujah somebody say thank god i have been redeemed hallelujah Praise God. Now I want to use just a couple more observations and then we'll close. Observation number one, pleading the blood tells the devil, I'm one of God's children. Hello? You ever had to put up a no trespassing sign on your property? Come on, anybody? Okay, I'm going to have to explain what a no trespassing sign is. Pleading the blood is like putting up a no trespassing sign that says, you're not allowed here. Right? Don't you come here. You have no authority here. Oh, hallelujah, church. Yeah. Christ's blood is a counter agent. It's an antidote to all that Satan tries to throw at us. Listen, how many know the devil is afraid of the blood? Hello? I said, the devil is afraid of the blood. Mm-hmm. I recently read a testimony of an evangelist who was in revival where a young lady who uh, was a witch doctor had been involved in all kinds of demonic possession and oppression. She came to the revival, and she had actually come before a few times to the church he was preaching at. And uh, the church had spent, they said hours, I think one time they said five hours trying to deliver her. They were praying and praying, but she continued. She would would attack them and speak lies and spread lies about the people in the church. And, And this evangelist came, and when that woman came into that meeting and she saw the evangelist, they said she automatically charged at him. Full speed. And at that very moment... He said he felt his spirit rise up. He couldn't think of anything else other than to yell out, I plead the blood. And immediately she grabbed her ears. She fell to her knees and placed her hands on her ears and said, No, not the blood no not the blood being reminded of the power of the blood that church gathered around her and began to pray and plead uh, declaring the blood's deliverance and they said within 15 minutes uh, she was totally set free and delivered listen demons hate the blood so much uh, that is evidence of how powerful it is church i said that is just evidence of how powerful it really is Uh, hallelujah and listen, I want you to notice this. Uh, I want you to see under this point, uh, observation number one, Christ's blood makes it possible for us uh, to f- defeat the devil on every front. How many of you ever seem like you've you've had to juggle a lot in life, and you're you, man, I'm fighting these battles on so many different fronts. Uh, listen, friends, the blood of Jesus. Uh, Revelation 12, 11 says they're going to overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And the word of their t- testimony no matter what the circumstance no matter what the disease no matter the temptation or the addiction there is a power in the blood that sets people free and the great truth is I don't know about you but the spiritual battle is always fought in your mind right when a person becomes born again their spirit is made new but their mind is not Hello, that is why in scripture we are told continually to renew our own minds. And we do that with the word of God and the blood of Jesus. That's why we must plead the blood. I've had to plead the blood over my mind. Hello, you hear me? We got any Pentecostals in here that's had to fight a battle in your mind in the past and realize, listen, I've about had enough of this attack in my mind, in my emotions, and you lay your hands on your mind and you begin to plead the blood of Jesus. Listen, friends, somebody in this house just may need to put your hands on your head and start pleading the blood of Jesus. Second observation, the power in the blood is activated when we speak Scripture. Listen, you ever had an attack from the enemy? Come on, folks. I know I'm not the only one in here that's had this. You have an attack of the enemy. The thought of fear begins to torment you. The the thought of guilt and shame from your past begins to torment you. Listen, friends, uh, you need to start speaking the scripture. You need to start speaking. Colossians 1.20 says, having made peace through the blood on the cross. Listen, I'm telling you, when Satan brings up guilt, when he brings up shame, when he brings up condemnation from your past you need to plead the blood and say the blood has cleansed me i am a new creation in christ my past life and my past sins no longer exist because there is a bloodline and satan cannot cross it hallelujah hallelujah or oh, somebody's gonna get the blood applied to their lives. I feel it this morning in the place. I feel I'm preaching to somebody. Listen, the statement that says, there is a bloodline that Satan will not cross. Church, it is time, as believers, we apply the blood and proclaim what it does for us. Listen, when the enemy accuses you of being unrighteous, you quote 2 Corinthians 5.21, that says, I am the the righteousness of Christ, uh, according to what Paul told the church at Corinth, uh, when Satan tries uh, to put that sickness uh, in your mind, you quote First Peter 2: 24, that says, "By his stripes, uh, I am healed." Why? Because the presence of Scripture protects and it activates. The blood you know what some people think oh no what am i going to do i don't know how we're going to make it the doctors say there's no hope listen do you know when christ said it's finished on the cross he announced to the world that the supreme sacrifice has been paid that meant satan's grip was broken by his shed blood Now the promises and blessings of God are available to all of us. Anyone. Somebody say anyone. Anyone. Anyone who comes to Christ through the blood, hallelujah, can have the presence and power of God at work in their lives and will cover them. Observation number three, pleading the blood is a legal provision given to us. In the court of law that I mentioned from Romans, the accuser stands in danger of punishment. I want you to envision this in your minds. Here's here's an individual standing in a courtroom. The accuser's there. He's facing accusation. The defendant might well plead guilty and accept the punishment, or the defender could plead innocent and fight the charge. Hello? This is the court scene and how it plays out. In the course of a trial, sometimes rather than testify, a person pleads the fifth, right? And exercises their right to remain silent. We hear all of these pleadings in in courts of law across our land. But in the Christian realm... We don't plead the fifth. Hello? And we sure can't plead innocent because we're all guilty. Hello? And that's why we plead. You got it. I said that's why we plead. You say, what's this do for us practically? Hey, you need to Plead the blood. Maybe a parent prays over their child who, for the duration of a school day, is going to be separated from the protection of that parent. Huh? So the parent pleads the blood over that child before he gets on the school bus. Amen. Hello? Yeah. Maybe it's someone that's just received some bad news. Maybe it could be a prayer team remembering and praying over the missionaries on a foreign field. I plead the blood hello praying for physical illness i plead the blood huh in all these cases and more it's not uncommon for us sometimes you don't know how to pray you just plead the blood of jesus when's the last time you said i plead the blood of jesus huh imagine the one in the courtroom Paul opens this up for us. And he says, now you're the accused and you've been taken to the courtroom. But guess what? The judge. How good are you going to feel when you realize the judge is actually on your side? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Because there is potential when you go to court that the acu- accuser is going to win. You're in danger of being accused and condemned and then punished and sentenced. So you're there and you need some kind of protection. huh? That's why we plead because this courtroom metaphor of pleading is found here in this second text of of Romans 8. And here the blood of the Lamb is the reason given as to why we know that God... That's why he says, if God be for us... He says, if the judge is on our side, who is the accuser? He's going to get thrown out. I said, the accuser's going to get thrown out because here the blood of the lamb is the reason given as to why God, why God says, I'm going to give you whatever acquittal you're asking for. Praise God. And his son is seated right there beside the judge. And Paul says, he's... He's pleading your case. He's your intercessor. You don't need a lawyer. He's got you covered. You've got an advocate. Oh, hallelujah. We plead the blood because it means we trust God on the basis. He's already showed us that he loved us by giving us his son. Oh, hallelujah. But nevertheless, we were people that once stood in danger of eternal condemnation, but now we find ourselves completely and eternally safe and acquitted under the protection that God who would not even spare his own son but gave his son for our redemption. That means the judge is now embracing us who was once called the guilty but we've been acquitted. We've got an advocate on our side. It's when we plead the blood raise your hands and praise him church family it's time to start pleading the blood songs like i know it was the blood songs like nothing but the blood songs like the blood will never lose its power Songs like, there's power in the blood. When I see the blood. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from, listen, these hymns are testaments to the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And Isaiah says in 118, come now, let us reason together. He said, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they will be like wool, God's chemistry laboratory of redemption uh, takes a black soul uh, dips it in red blood and it comes out whiter than snow I don't know how to explain that but I know it's a fact because I've lived it and I've experienced it that's the power in the blood let's stand together I want you to realize one last thing Christ's blood is our ticket to enter into God's presence did you hear me the blood of Christ is our ticket to enter into God's presence you say how do you know that Hebrews 10 19 having therefore brother in boldness to enter into the holiest notice what he says by the blood of Jesus let us draw near with assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled and our body's washed. Thank God for the blood. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, you, Jesus. Is there a troublesome concern? Somebody here this morning, you've come to church. There's a trouble in your life. There's trouble in your home. I want you to think of a challenge you're facing right now. Think of it. What are you facing right now? On the count of three, I want you to have in your mind what you're facing right now. And on the count of three, we're gonna say it in concert. I plead the blood. Can you do that with me? Hello. I said whatever is in your mind that you're up against concern, maybe it's a personal situation, maybe it's family, maybe it's financial, maybe it's spiritual. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. 1 2 three say it with me I plead say it one more time I plead the blood well you're sounding okay but it's not the best sounds like you're a little sleepy maybe I put you to sleep I want you to say it like you really mean it like your life depends on it one two three I plead that one more time I Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I said, oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Somebody say, I plead the blood over my family. Somebody say, I plead the blood over my church. I plead the blood over my workplace. Hey, I plead the blood. I even plead the blood over my automobile. Hello? Hello? Huh? Because I know there's a power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. And hallelujah, our faith taps into a power oh hallelujah it can't be explained don't you ask me to explain it all I know is I can testify to it uh, that there is power when I trust the lamb of God and plead the blood somebody say it one more time I plead the blood these altars are open God bless you as you come why don't you slip out of your seat why don't you find a place to pray and why don't you say God i bringing my situation. I'm bringing my circumstance. And I'm going to plead the blood today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Washes. It washes white as snow. And there is power in the blood of Jesus. So much power in the blood. Of Jesus. there is power oh, that's it church In the blood of that's Jesus, it church I plead the blood I plead the blood oh, I plead the blood, oh, the blood some of you has got backslidden Jesus. family why don't you plead the blood oh, over them right now Say, God, I I commit them. I place them in your hands. Maybe it's an unbelieving spouse. God, I've said everything I know to say. I've witnessed until I was blue in the face. Go ahead. Go ahead and take them to the Lord. Just say, God, I plead the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Get ready. I said, get ready. I believe miracles happen. I believe there's going to be turn Hallelujah. Today just might be the pivot point in somebody believing. Hallelujah. 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 Strengthen our faith.